That's a blessing. Okay, I'm so excited to look at what we're going to look at today. We're going to start looking at the fruit of the Spirit today. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on the fruit of the flesh or the works of the flesh because that's that's pretty self-explanatory. And as we go through that portion of the text, I will just comment on what those things are so that we will have an understanding of them. And we will see that, that we're, we're guilty of at least one of them, things in there. It's, I'll tell you what, every one of us, it's just... And remember, too, the Lord spiritualized the law. So, like, when we see it, it says adultery, it says the, the Lord took that, and he said if, if a man lusts after a woman, he's committed adultery with her. So he, when he spiritualized the law, we're all done, every one of us every one of us. So we're going to see what the works of the flesh are, and then we're going to start looking at the, the fruit of the Spirit. We're only going to do one of those today, love, because I want to go through those fruits. And again, remember, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not things we naturally produce. It's produced in us by the Holy Spirit of God. I remember when I was in religion, I used to say, well, I need to be more joyful. I need, to, I need to make myself more joyful. You know what? I found out I can't make myself more joyful. Because it's fleeting, isn't it? But if the Holy Spirit gives us joy and peace and love, that's lasting. See, we as believers, we have an underlying joy, don't we? We have an underlying joy that can't be disturbed. And that's joying in the Lord. That's joying in our King, joying in our Savior. That the world can't, well, things can happen in our lives that can shake it, but it will never go away, will it? It'll never go away. Okay. Turn in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5, if you will. We'll continue our study where we left off last week. Paul was bringing forth that we believers are to walk in the Spirit, and do not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So let's read verses, verses 16 to 18 again. We looked at those last week. We'll just read them today. It says here, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, capital S. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit that is within us. And ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit. So last week, the message was about the war in the believer how we have this battle going on inside us. Every believer has this. We didn't have it before we were saved, did we? But now we have this battle, this battle with the war, this war against the, the flesh lusting, uh, uh, the flesh warring against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and they are contrary the one to another. So they're totally contrary, we saw last week. They're in opposition to each other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. You ever find that? You ever find that you can't do the things you would? Right? We all do, don't we? Let's be honest. All of us. Right? All of us. We want to serve the Lord all the time, don't we? We want to have the joy in our heart all the time. But there's sometimes, well, like, my, <laughs> I'm getting used to having a new puppy. It's like having a kid again. Okay? And I told my wife, I told Vicky this morning, I said, I'm sorry, I'm a little edgy. <laughs> lately because I got to get used to this new routine right though because it, it's all new isn't it it's all new it's all new well that's my flesh you see that's my flesh that's my selfishness right 
That's right. No, but I realize that more and more now. That's my selfishness. That's, that's, me, that's me being interrupted in my daily life. But, it's, but the reward down the road is going to be incredible. We all know that we have, we have kids, right? Kids are wonderful. It's tough when we're raising them. There's a lot of things you go through. But the reward, right? <laughs> you're, you're all smiling because you all know what it's like raising those kiddos, eh? We all know what it's like. But see, so, so spiritually here, you've got the flesh that desires all these things that it used to want to desire. And it's that constant war with the spirit within us, right? It says here, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, now here's good news. You're not under the law. Free from the law, oh happy condition, right? Free. Free from the law. Look at these wonderful words. If you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. These words are, are honey to the believer's souls, aren't they? We've been free from the law. We have a full salvation, full Salvation, full pardon, all according to the free grace of God given to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's absolutely wonderful. And we're seeing the next section here, verses 19 to 21, will give us a list of the things that are the works of the flesh. Things that are natural for us, beloved. Natural for us. And then, in verses 22 to 23, we'll see that which describes the fruit of the Spirit, that which is worked in us by the Holy Spirit of God, that which is not natural to us. Even the love, the love that we have naturally is a selfish love. It's a selfish love. The love that God gives us is a selfless love. We end up loving God more than anything else in this world. And we desire to serve him. Where the love that we have naturally always serves us. Always serves us. We'll see that later on. My oh my. And there's such a contrast between the two, the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit, that, that only those who are still dead in trespasses and sins will, will not see the importance of what we're going to look at. We who are born again will see the importance of what we're going to look at. But those who are dead in trespasses and sins will think, why, why are you even looking at this stuff? Why is this even important? I love people. That's what they're saying. Oh my, this is different love. This is the love of God shed abroad in our hearts. My. And the Lord Jesus Christ who dwells in our heart is the very reason that we are, are not led by the law but by the Spirit of God. And the only way we do anything pleasing to God is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The scripture says this, for we are his workmanship. We're God's workmanship. Remember, he's the potter and we're the clay. Right? Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before, that's in eternity, ordained that we should walk in them. And we don't know what those good works are. Right? I told you guys the story about 
the foolishness of the whole reward system and, and how a young man I used to know said, oh, my friend got to the door before I did to open up the door for an older lady and he got the reward. Wow, that's just foolishness. You open a door for a lady because it's the right thing to do. Right? Not to get a reward. But you see how that system, that dispensational system, will bring forth this whole aspect of things you have to do to get rewarded? Who's our reward? Somebody tell me. Christ. Amen. Do we need anything else? Amen. We don't need nothing else, do we? All in all, he's our reward. Well, praise God. That's good enough, right? That's good enough. Oh, my. Now let's read verses 19 to 21, and I'll give definitions of, of what these words mean. We clearly see the contrast between the works of the flesh and the works and, and the fruit of the Spirit. We're not, be, again, spending much time on the works of the flesh as we go through this. I'll give some descriptions, and it'll be pretty self-explanatory that way. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery. That's a married man or woman having sex with someone else. Fornication, any sexual misconduct. And then the word uncleanness, which is a general name for all immoral acts in thought, word, or deed. We're all done right there, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. And then lasciviousness. That's an evil that proceeds from the heart and leads to lascivious living without any restraints. That's, that's the antinomianism aspect, where, uh, where, where people say, oh, if I believe what you believe, I could just live what, however I want. No, it's right there. We don't, we're not lascivious, beloved. We're led by the Holy Spirit of God. Right? And then idolatry, that's a worshiping of other gods, bowing down to graven image, which also includes covetousness. Um, there's still idolatry going on in the Roman Catholic Church. They're bowing down to Mary and, and statues of all the saints. There's, there's uh, Buddhism, which has a giant statue of supposedly Buddha, and they bow down to that. There's all kinds. In India, they have multiple gods. They bow down to pictures. They bow down to rocks. They bow down to wood. They all kinds of things. And they won't kill a cow because it might be their ancestor. Uh, you know, all kinds of stuff that, because they believe in reincarnation, all kinds of stuff that's so opposed to what scripture is. It's just idolatry. And then witchcraft, that's attempts to associate with devils or pretended magical powers, trying to communicate with the dead. And then hatred, another one that gets all of us, it's inward malice. Inward malice within the heart. Uh, malice against another that breeds a spirit of revenge. You ever wanted to get revenge on someone? That's malice. That's malice. Somebody, does, right? People, and, and it's natural, right? Oh, you got me? I'm going to get you right back, right? It's natural to the flesh, isn't it? It's something that, that occurs naturally for us. It's an automatic trigger for us. Variance. That's a contentious spirit that leads to a continual spirit of fighting and quarreling with, with another. You ever, you ever been around a contentious person? They're always looking for something to complain about, right? They're always looking for something to fight about. Or if you don't say a word right, they're, they're, they're correct you. Or if you don't do something right, they're correct you. Right? That's that kind of spirit. That's the flesh. That's the flesh. And then emulations, that's a jealous or envious spirit. Openly manifest against the honor and happiness of others. 
so to be jealous of other people's happiness. Right? We're to rejoice when, if the Lord blesses our brothers and sisters with something, financially or anything. New puppy? New puppy? Yeah. yeah. See? I gotta, I gotta stop having that, right? Thanks, Dave. Yeah. My. But not to be jealous about that. Dave's jealous. He's, he's got... Dave has to confess that, that he, he's having emulations right now. Yeah. You're awesome, brother. <laughs> and in wrath. Now, this, this again is... See, all these things are common to us, beloved. All these things are common to us. Right? They all are. Look at this. Wrath, which is violent emotion that plots and seeks the hurt of others. Plotting behind people's backs to do harm to them. That's what that is. And then um, strife. This is just expressions of enmity in any debate with others. So anger when you're debating others. The one thing I don't do anymore, I don't get angry when I talk about scripture. I just present it. Right? I know that presenting the truth before people is sometimes going to upset them. But there's nothing we can do about that, is there? There's nothing we can do. We just place that truth in front of them and leave it there. But I don't debate the word of God anymore. Don't debate the word of God. Just present it. Just present it. It's not up for debate, is it? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It's not up for debate. Christ said, you must be born again. It's not up for debate. Right? God said, salvation's only in my son. That's not up for debate. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. That's not up for debate. You see? So that's what that is. That's that, that, that uh, strife. And then we have seditions, which is divisions. Now, we've been looking at that. There's seditions going on in the churches in Galatia. Seditions. Seditions is divisions or sex, insurrections, an attempt to separate others from the main body of believers. I'm going to say something. We saw that three years ago. Right? We saw that three years ago. And the Lord took care of it. Didn't he? He took care of it. And then heresies, which is false doctrine that's contrary to the true gospel. Paul's dealing with that here too, isn't he? They're saying you must be circumcised to be saved. That's a heresy. Right? Somebody says you must be baptized to be saved. That's a heresy. Someone says you, you, you must be baptized with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. That's a heresy. So we, and it goes on. It goes on and on. Someone says Christ is not the Son of God. That's a heresy. Jehovah Witnesses don't believe in the Holy Spirit, and they, don't, they believe that the, uh, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God, is a lesser God. That's a heresy. You see? Sabbatarians believe you have to, you have to worship on, on Saturday instead of Sunday. That's, that's a heresy. Christ is our Sabbath. We can worship Christ any day. We could have church on Thursday if we wanted to. Right? My, oh, my. And then, um, envyance. That's a jealous desire to have what others have 
or to be better than others. Murderers, that's taking a man's life and shedding innocent blood. Drunkenness, that's, that's excessive drinking of alcohol, beverages. Revilings, this can refer to in excess of anything, but would include rioting and wantonness, which oftentimes is a result of drunkenness. And then he says, and such like. So anything he's missed, he's just going to put it in such like. Right? Which is in any sinful worldly activities, and there's too many to list. <laughs> oh, my. And then he says, look at this. Of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, we look at that list. We look at that list and we say, well, I even do some of those as believers. Right? Amen, sister. She said, our sins are covered. Washed in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is not saying that a child of God can lose their salvation. He's not saying that at all. Now, people would say, think that. They go, oh my gosh, I'm in such despair now. I, 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 I'm trusting Christ, but I do all these things. Oh my. So if we, sin, we fall into a sinful trap, can we lose our salvation? No. Yeah, we're sealed. And he'll take us out of that, won't he? He'll deliver us, won't he, Brother Dan? He'll deliver us out of those things. And he does. All the time. Think of David. Think of David. Hey, Brother Travis, David. He committed adultery. He had a man murdered, sent to the law. Scripture says he's a man after God's own heart. Now, that doesn't condone what he did, right? Because he, he paid a price for that. His little baby died, didn't he? And he said, he said, he said, I, my baby can't come to me, but I can go to him. He's in glory. Right? Oh, my. Oh, my. And Paul, think of Paul. We, we've read in the study that Paul destroyed the church. Remember in the, in the Greek it was destroyed? When it says he wasted the church of God? That's destroyed in the Greek. He went around seeking. He wanted to, I'll tell you what he wanted to do. He wanted to wipe the church off the face of the earth. That's what he wanted to do. And little did he know, he's a chosen vessel of God. He has no idea. He's out there. He's having, he, he's, he's having Christians murdered. He's grabbing them, dragging them back to Jerusalem, throwing them in jail. Right? Stephen, he, he was right there. They laid Stephen's coat right at his feet. He condoned it. He's a chosen vessel of mercy, beloved. Oh, my, isn't it wonderful? Gives us hope, eh? And you know, you know why I talk about, you know why I talk about how, how we are secure in Christ? I've heard, I've heard, and I'm not going to say, but I've heard some preachers say, well, I hope I'm saved. I'm saved, beloved. Are you? See, we're going to make our election and calling sure. You know why I know I'm saved? Because God tells me I can know. In 1 John, we can know. Who are you trusting in right now? I don't, I don't care about 20 years ago. I don't care about that. Who are you trusting today? Who's your Savior, your hope? Who's your all in all right now? Is it the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, glory be to God, we're saved. Right? I'm, 
and, and you, you got to make your election call in sure too, right? Examine yourself. Who are you trusting right now? See, we can, we can rejoice in this hope right now, beloved. I have eternal security right now in Christ. It has nothing to do with me. Absolutely nothing to do with me. I'm just a receiver of this mercy, and I'm so thankful. Are you? Oh, my. Isn't it wonderful? A false salvation that we had nothing to do with except the sinning. Right? And we did that real good, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, it's wonderful, beloved. This, uh, amen, praise the Lord is right, amen. It's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. So Paul's going out, he's destroying the church, and the Lord saves them. Oh, 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 my. And so much so that the believers say, he which destroyed the faith, he now preaches the gospel. That's a miracle, isn't it? We're all miracles, beloved. Every one of us. Walking miracles. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? Oh, my. So Paul's not saying that a believer can lose their salvation. No, no. He's saying these are the works of the flesh. But we have a new master now, don't we? Who was our master before? Sin and Satan. We got a new master now. Harry Mahan used to say, our hearts say, under new management. Right? Jesus Christ, our Lord. He dwells in us, beloved. It's wonderful. Now, we're still plagued with the old nature, right? We saw that last week. We see it right here in this whole list of the works of the flesh. And, and the reason, think of this too, the Holy Spirit's put these forth for us. And we, can, we look at those and go, oh my, that's too... I do those things. Right? But, he, but notice what he said before this. Walk in the spirit. Not in the flesh. So that you can do the things. You see? The Holy Spirit's not saying we're not going to do those things. He's just listing them for us to know. This is the work of your flesh. Remember, this is written to saved people in Galatian churches. Do you see the reality? I love this. You know why, you know why I love this? Because it speaks so much to my soul that I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. And I look at those things and go, oh my. But then I look at this fruit of the Spirit. I have a love in my heart. Ask yourself. I have a love in my heart now. I can't explain it to anyone else. This love loves Christ above everything. My daughter one time asked me, she said, she said, do you love God more than me? When she just, she did a little five-year-old. Do you love God more than me? And I said, yes, I do, honey. But my love for God is a different love than I have for you. But I do love God more than anybody in this world. Vicky's told me the same thing. We, we both acknowledge that. We love God more than we even love each other, which is, that's a deep love we have for each other. But we love the Lord more than anything, beloved. He is our king. He is our savior. He is our redeemer. He's our all in all. Without him, we have nothing, do we? Nothing. And, and the scripture says this, in the flesh dwelleth no good thing. 
That's why we're at war with each, with, with, that's why the flesh is at war with the spirit constantly. This flesh, we saw those lists, they had nothing good in it, does it? And understand that these sinful practices and characteristics are, are of the flesh. And, and though we've done them, and, and we may do them, and we still have the potential to do them, it's still present in our flesh, is evidenced by what? Abraham? Evidenced by David? Evidenced by Lot? Right? Evidenced by Peter? Right? Oh, Lord, I'll never deny you. Well, three times. I've learned something. I told Vicky this. I told Vicky this. I've learned something. I told her this morning. I've learned to never say never. Because <laughs> the minute you say never, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, when I, when I was religious, oh, it was horrible. I used to say, oh, I'll never do that. And here I was, the worst sinner of all, and still I am. I told someone the other day, religious folks, I think I told you before, I said, I'm the, I'm the chief of sinners. I'm the worst of the worst in this world. And they look at you like, well, God really does save the worst, doesn't he? And I'm like, you're just as bad as me. But yeah, that's right. He does. He does. See, they don't see it in themselves, do they? That's one thing God teaches us. And we, we acknowledge and we believe that we are the chief of sinners. But praise God, we're under the blood. Praise God. He's washed us and cleansed us in his precious, precious blood. And we're born again by the Holy Spirit of God, given faith to believe. Oh, it's wonderful. I'll tell you, I'll t it just gets better, and this salvation just gets better and better and better. Now we're born again, washed in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the intentions of our lives and the bent of our life, of our wills, is now holiness, righteousness, and peace. And, and those who would still live, those who would live by these principles... The, 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 the lusts of the flesh are not important when we live by those, those principles of desiring to serve Christ. And, and it's not somebody got to crack a whip on us, is it? You're fine, you just want to serve the Lord. And, and when I say that, I, I don't mean just serving in church. I mean, 90% of our Christian walk is at home, eh? Right? Outside this building, right? Probably 90%, I'd say. Right? Everyday lives. We seek to serve the Lord. You ever find yourself, wake up, you got a song in your heart? Or you just wake up, you start talking to the Lord? Or through the day, all of a sudden, a song comes in your heart, and you just start praising God? Or you remember something from a sermon, somebody said, and man, it just lights you up. <laughs> That's... That's the Holy Spirit in us. That's the, that's the new creature rejoicing in the things of God, the things of the Spirit. And it's wonderful. Did you do that before the Lord saved you? Nope, not at all, right? Amen, sister. Nope. <laughs> not at all. That's the miracle of the new birth. We are new creatures in Christ. And it's absolutely amazing. Now we trust the Lord. No matter what comes, we trust him, don't we? Look at our dear brother and sister, what they've went through. Just trusting the Lord. You know, and they, they, they've, been, they've been examples to us of that by the grace and mercy of God.
And they'll be the first to acknowledge to give him all the glory. My, oh my, it's wonderful. God is so good to us. I like what Vicky says when I say, I say, man, God's so good. She goes, all the time. And I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right. All the time is right. All the time. Well, I'm not even getting to the, to the fruit of the Spirit yet. I mean, we've been just rejoicing in Christ here. Oh, my. So, beloved God, the, if God the Holy Spirit has come into our hearts, then the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Turn, if you would, to 2 Peter. 2 Peter. And when that love of God is shed in our hearts, and it's impossible for us to not to love what God loves. You see, that's why we now love what God loves. Because the Holy Spirit of God is in, in us now. We didn't love the things of God before we were born again. But now, what's that song, All That Thrills My Soul is Jesus? See, the world's lost its luster, hasn't it? We're, we're looking to a better country. Every one of us in here is going to die. Every one of us. The question is, where will we be after we die? Well, those who trust Christ will be in glory with Christ. Right? Those who are born again. He said, he said, you must be born again. Those who who are born again, will see the kingdom of heaven, won't we? And it's glorious. It's what a hope we have, beloved, amidst this, this world. Of, it's a world of sorrow, isn't it? We've had a lot of sorrow in, in, in a very short time amongst us, haven't we? My. But we have an underlying joy and peace, don't we? in rest in Christ that amidst the waves of this world and their waves man I'll tell you they're, they're, they're like tsunamis sometimes the boat is not capsized because we have the captain who's I, I preached on, on Wednesday night about we're not we're not like drift we're not like driftwood in the ocean of providence you ever seen driftwood in the ocean just floats wherever Wherever it goes, it floats wherever. You know what? We're not like driftwood. We are steered by the hand of providence in the ocean of providence. And we're being steered to a destination. That's glory. To be in the presence of our king. We're not like this. So amidst the storms of life, God's hand's just directing us. Isn't that wonderful? That, that gives us joy. That gives us peace, doesn't it? That gives us rest amidst the, the turmoils of this world and the trials and the, the tribulations of this world, the sorrow of this world. Gives us a peace. That peace is the peace that passes all understanding, that keeps our hearts and minds focused upon Christ in Christ alone. My. I was reading Spurgeon's, uh, one of Spurgeon's deacons this week. He has one book he wrote, Thomas More spiritual counsels, and the devotionals that we were looking at, all of them constantly, I think I read four or five of them with, with some of the guys, and they constantly said, keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes on Christ. That's what we grace preachers say all the time, right? Keep your eyes on Christ. 
We're only here for a short time. We're only here for a short time. Look at this in Second Peter, starting in chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. Remember how I said, I know that I'm saved? Why? Because I've obtained like precious faith. Have you? Are you saved by Christ? Then we can say, I've obtained like precious faith. See, Paul, Paul wasn't, and, and this isn't being presumptuous, not at all. Because his, his whole hope and his whole trust is Christ. That's all. He's saying, now he's writing, he's saying, I'm writing to you who have obtained this like precious faith that I have. And remember, this is inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. So Peter's writing them and telling them. He says here, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us. How? Through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. See, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, and that's in Christ. Grace and peace. Grace always, now notice this, grace always precedes peace. There is no peace without grace. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us, do you know all the promises of God to Israel are ours in Christ? Because the scripture says all the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ. I used to think they, when I was a dispensationalist, I used to think that all those promises were just for Israel. No, they're all for us. They're, they're for the Israel of God. This is wonderful. Look at this. We've, 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 we've been given unto us exceeding great. You can't measure. You can't. And precious promises. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Look at that. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. We grow in the knowledge and truth of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit teaching us. Into knowledge, temperance. Into temperance, patience. Into patience, godliness. Into godliness, brotherly kindness. Into brotherly kindness, charity, which is love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make what? Your calling and election sure. That's examining ourselves. Am I in Christ? Who is my total hope? Is it Christ or is it Christ in something I do? See, if it's Christ and something you do, it's not eternal hope. And you can put whatever you want in that. Because salvation is through Christ and him alone. By his blood, shed to redeem our souls, and by his merit and his perfect work. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. Look at that. If you're in Christ, there's that word again, shall. 
It's everywhere. I'm telling you. That word is everywhere. For so an entrance shall be, min shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So through the miracle of the, of the new birth, we be made partakers of God's divine nature we saw there. Turn back to Galatians chapter 5 now. And we will have to close here. I'm just going to read the fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Now this love that's mentioned here is a love that we've never had before. And, and this joy is not a natural joy. And this peace is not a natural peace. And this long-suffering is not a natural long-suffering. And this gentleness is not a natural gentleness. And this goodness is not a gentle goodness. This faith is not a natural faith. It's given by God. It's a gift of God. It's nothing we can muster up. Meekness. I told you guys the story, but I'm going to tell you again. Vicky, Vicky told me, you know, she said a long time ago when she first met me when I was there, she goes, oh, you're real meek. And so she wrote me, she drew me a lion, a head of a lion. I loved it. And she put meekness. And I, <laughs> I'm at work and I'm like, my fiance says I'm meek. She even drew me a picture of a lion, you know. <laughs> that was the opposite of meekness. <laughs> that was that was natural flesh meekness. <laughs> Which is no meekness at all, eh? <laughs> oh my. So this meekness is not natural for us. This temperance is not natural. And it says against such there's no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us walk in the spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. So we're stopped there today because I've ran out of time. So we're stopped there today. And oh my, isn't it wonderful? Isn't this just wonderful? My, it's so good, isn't it? It's so good. Brother Charlie, would you mind closing us in prayer?